What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into another episode of the Dogs Basketball Podcast here on this Monday. It feels like a victory Monday because last time we came to you guys, we had one new domino. Now, ever since then, we have added two more. I'm Nate Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. And Noah, we, I mean, we talked about it. Trey Miller last Monday. Here we are a week later, knowing we said it at the time, there's one on the cusp. Not sure when it would happen. No, we found that out at the end of the week, and then one happened yesterday on Mother's Day. We hope all the moms out there had a great day. No, it was it was a special day in that regard, and then also because we added another piece to the puzzle and one that hopefully is here for a while. We'll dive into some specifics about it, something we found out. Let's talk about it a little bit, but new uh, Kennard Davis has a new classmate. What's going on? Yeah, I would say uh, these are two guys that been really kind of keying in on the last couple of weeks that um, really thought these guys were going to join Trey Miller after Trey Miller committed. And it's, it's good to see that these are the next two dominoes. We do have two spots left. So um, did get an interview with Brian last week. So it's going to be after hearing from him, um, filling these next two spots going to be interesting to see which route they go. Yeah, we'll talk about these. We'll talk about that. Some more interest, some that could definitely come to fruition, hope maybe in the rest of this month. And then we'll have a small topic at the end just about early rotation ideas now. We'll just try to end with that a little bit. So, no, let's jump into it here first off. Um, as we said, yeah, we knew that it was going to happen at some point with Trey, and you're right. You know, it, it seemed like it was going to be not only the first domino, you just knew that it was going to come. and you know, shortly. And when that name, we talked about that day was one Jared Hensley and he committed Friday. No, I remember waking up for uh, just waking up in general and you texted me saying that he committed really early in the morning before 7 a.m. Uh, Jared made the announcement on his Twitter. He doesn't tweet a whole bunch. The last tweet he had, he had it pinned for a while was his Cincinnati uh, post saying that he entered the portal. And then all of a sudden now he posts again. Uh, short words on Twitter, but he is now here. And we talked about him a little bit in the last one. We love his game. Uh, they and the main account posted, they posted articles on all these guys, but they posted highlight tapes as well. And people can just watch him and just know the kind of play style. I mean, again, it's not going to be the sexiest two points, one rebound, and 56 games at UIC over his two seasons there. Uh, but you just know at that level in the AAC that it can transit to the Missouri Valley. And you just know we've seen the Valley a lot. We've seen the play style. We've seen guys who can and can't guard what. And Hensley Noah has that play style. Um, guy that we mentioned, you know, Marcus Damask had great years at the four in certain ways. And Jared has a little bit to him in that regard. Obviously, Marcus is his own what you know, his own player and can shoot even a lot better than Jared can right now. But Noah, this is again one that we honed in on, heard a lot about that we finally added early in the morning on Friday and with those two years that everyone's talking about, even Brian mentioned, that's obviously pivotal. We can get the most out of him, maybe the best out of him here in his final two years. Yeah, definitely. I think there's some really good upside with this with this get. Um, like you said, two years of eligibility. Um, out of high school, this was a top 150 prospect, um, played um, at linkier prep, Averaged uh, 14.7 points and five rebounds per game. I really think this guy can come in and uh, 
be another piece to the puzzle that we've been looking forward to build this team for next year. Um, can guard one through five. Um, I can see times he could play at the three, he could play at the four. Um, really excited coming from Cincinnati. Um, obviously, following Wes Miller and his career, being a North Carolina alum, following him at North Carolina Greensboro, then obviously Wes thought this kid could fall in to a bigger conference at Cincinnati and make his strides, but had a little bit of an injury that caused him not to play as much at Cincinnati. But I really like this kid to fit right in there at the four next to Clarence. Um we got two more spots to fill probably in that starting lineup, but this is a good get to add and hopefully can really compete in the Valley. Yeah. I like what you said there about potentially the three or the four, <clears throat> excuse me. He's actually a low key six, eight. Like you can watch his tape and know that that's the case and knowing that he's going to come in here and play the four, but he's got the skill set of a three and he can hit the, he can hit the open three. We've said with Trey and they can hit him. They're not going to shoot him at a crazy clip potentially. And just watching Jarrett in that tape, it's like, how did he not play enough? Because he had so many great moments in that. And he's he's unbe- unbelievable in the pain. And the fact that him and Cl- uh, Clarence will be able to mismatch with their mat. We know Clarence is going to be guarding the five. Most of the time And Jarrett, as you said, yeah, Brian said, could guard one through five. And that's interesting. We'll see how the rest of the team plays out to where that Jarrett remains there because we know the whole Langston-Wilson thing that Jarrett will be our four. And this is – a no brain starter. Um, and because <clears throat> I had it before the last episode and I was going to say whenever or mention it, whenever we uh, officially got him, that there was an old video. I think I said it, but saying it again, that Wes Miller was in a, he got, he was asked about Jarrett uh, at one point, whether it was last year or the year before that and saying that he is the hardest work. It might've been at UNCG. I'm not sure, but uh, said that he's the hardest worker he's ever coached. He'll fight through injuries and he he works on his body better than anybody he's seen. And that, that sticks out. And that stuff Brian also said on there was he is a hard worker and, you know, you'd have to work that hard to be a top 150 coming out of high school. And then, uh, yeah, playing at link year prep and uh, doing all that to get where he was. And maybe he, you know, he was just sold right away from wet at UNCG and then, and then made the, uh, made the jump with them and, yeah, I mean, it just shows you maybe he can't play in the AAC, and that's fine. It happens to guys, but we know he'll be able to play here, and we're really excited for him. Uh, Brian said, quote, we're excited to have Jared and his family join our program. He comes from a great program and understands what it takes to win at a high level. He is tough and competitive and wants to win championships here. He's a versatile player who can guard and play multiple positions on the court. I'm excited for him to show Saluki Nation what he can do this next year, end quote. And that is one thing, though, whenever we saw the interest on him and everything that uh, – he did deal with an injury and I think he has dealt with that a little bit over his career. Not a whole lot, not that I initially expected, but he has done it. So it's something to look out for. Sometimes it, you know, it doesn't end up, you know, hurting a guy later on. He ends up getting hurt again. You just never know, but we're, we're thinking, I think it was like a wrist injury or something. So we'll see what, uh, how Jarrett comes back from that and he'll be ready to go next year. So yeah, they said Friday morning before 7 a.m. We knew it was going to happen by the end of the week. We were hearing that it's just a matter of what day and glad it came that day. Like I said, we retweeted the article and it's on the app. If you guys want to go check it out, learn more. And again, watch that highlight tape of our new foreman, Jarrett Hensley. We'll talk all about more of these guys as the summer goes on. But no, let's segue now to our other commit, as I mentioned, happened yesterday on Mother's Day. Uh, 
I'll let you dive in a little bit. He announced when he was officially going to, you know, or go on his Instagram live and and commit. And he kind of pushed it off a little bit more as time went on. Not a whole lot of it, but within the hour. Uh, but no, it's a name we did say on the last one. Keep an eye out for him. And it happened just like Trey on the previous, or Langston on two episodes ago, where as soon as we have a pod, the next day it comes out that, you know, the pictures and stuff with his visit. And no, that's what happened. And Sheridan had a lot of other options there, a lot of other good options that he could have that he could have went to, but he chose Carbondale. And we'll jump into what it says on his article of you know what he's coming here on uh, that just caught our eye because we hadn't seen it before. But Noah, you were talking a lot about it even before we were on the last pod about watch out for Sheridan Sharp. And Noah, we officially got him. Like I said, Kennard's got a new classmate, and these are these are two studs we're bringing in here. Yeah, the formal the former Nichols State commit um he committed there and he got a lot of interest um whether it was wyoming i think it came down to us in wyoming basically because st bonaventure got a point guard early in the day yesterday florida internationals laid in on him and some other schools so um this is a kid coming from the indianapolis area one of was one of the 13 players in the state to be named an indian all-star um, one of the most prestigious awards in Indiana high school basketball. He was also named first team uh, Marion County and also a Hoosier All-Star, also All-MIC. Started 33 games his senior year, led the number one team in the state, Ben Davis High School, to a 33-0 record in an Indiana 4A state championship. 33 wins are the most by any individual high school in the state history. Sharp was dominant throughout the season, averaging 9.8 points per game, six assists, three rebounds, including a 31-point game in the win over Bloomington North in the semi-state finals. Um, he also led his team with 198 assists, posting a 2.51 assist to turnover margin. Sharp's six assists per game, ranked eighth in Indiana high school basketball this season. So this is a guy that um, is going to be six three, so he's a bigger guard, but he's a really a point guard. He can score it a little bit, like you said, had thirty one in the state semifinals. But it's a guy that can just like X fight can score, but he's a pass kind of a pass first guy. And he's also a strong defender. He anchored a defense that held opponents under forty eight points per game his senior season. He led the team with two steals per game. So at six three, at that point. Point guard with a little bit of length, he can start giving guys a problem. I like the upside of this pick. Love it. Adding with him and Kennard, both kind of look with a similar look, bringing that length on that defensive side, but also their offense can't be slept on. No, and if you watch Sheridan's tape, that's that's indicative. I mean, he he will dunk on guys. He will hit the open shot. Of course, he's ripping guys. I mean, his his athleticism shows, and he is a leader. I mentioned. Because I rewatched a little bit of it, just a day in the life of it was actually the game where he won his regional title. And Brian always said that we want winners. And Kennard Davis just won three of four state titles, and Sheridan just won one. And that that's the biggest thing of all. And you're right, it's six foot three. That's just just knowing the kind of combo guard that is. And you know, and no irony, you said the look. He also has the look of a guy he's taken the number from, and that's Lance Jones at number five. And funny how guys you know call each other like he'll. I think one of his nicknames is five. I think that's one of his, or that's one of his like documentary thing. I was just talking about on YouTube is, is called. So that's definitely what he's going to be wearing and kind of that combo guard skill set, like Lance and 
you know, Lance had an incredible career, as we know, but he does all the same things with the steals and points and leading the way. We know Lance led his team to a state championship game. So all these guys had it in them to win. And it is somebody, it was either him or the next guy we'll talk about uh, that went elsewhere. They they uh, announced on the same day and it came down to one of these guys and that was shared. And I know I mentioned the, uh, what he'll be on, he's coming here on a financial aid agreement. And just so happened to look that up earlier, and you talked amongst other people, knowing what this kind of is. And like I said, we haven't really heard this before. I've never seen it on articles or anything. You just say, you know, an NLI, that guy's sign. And I found an article just because I looked it up from seven years ago that kind of talks about it. And it does ring true today, even through NL. NIL now and through COVID and everything to this point, 2016 article mentioning um, that some guys don't do the NLI. They opt for this financial aid agreement, a relatively new concept at that, at that time, seven years ago, that it drastically favors the athlete, and makes the recruiting process more difficult for coaches and universities. Some guys say, quote, it's becoming more popular because it doesn't box them into any one place. And with the coaches carousel and at least leaves their option open so they don't have to try to get out of an NLI if the coach leaves end quote no we talked about that like that's kind of an example it's kind of a and we didn't want to look too far into this but clearly it's something of that regard um and also just you know helping out the cause with financially and anything that people would expect and when like i said nl nil and all this other stuff that we know is here now and not seven years ago when this was published but no that's interesting again because we we haven't seen that before and like i said you talk amongst other people try to get an idea of what this is some other people have a pretty good idea as well it, it pretty much gives a lot of flexibility for the player and we're trying to iron that out a little bit yeah you rarely hear of it um talking to some other people about it um it's really probably used for late signees um that could potentially if needed get get out of their um their commitment it seems like a national letter intent bounds an athlete for the university for one year once signed while the FAA, they can go back at any time on it. Um, but it's really late in the process. And this one, when I was talking to other people that it seems unlikely that he would go, go back on his commitment, but that's essentially, they're essentially the same thing, but it seems like um, maybe there's, I don't know why there would be, if there was a potential of Brian or one of the assistants that recruited him, he could sign this and maybe say Jaren's the new guy hired on. And then now Jaren's everybody knows he's back in the game, got a bigger offer. He, he jumped immediately to get back in that ranks. And this was the guy that recruited him. It would make sense, but just weird in my opinion. But if it's just cause he's a late signee and all that stuff, um, maybe, maybe that's just the case, but it's something that's kind of rarely I see. I haven't seen it a lot, but maybe it's more, more than we think. Maybe I'll start reading up on it even more. Yeah. Like I said, we'll talk about all these guys as the summer goes on and more into that. Cause Brian did have his interview talking about Trey and Jarrett and he hasn't talked about Sheridan yet. So we'll see if he's asked about that over time. And you're right. I think it is something cause I'm reading that here a little bit of late in the signing process. Yes. But it does have a little bit there for the potential of just knowing what could, what could happen with the coaching staff. As you mentioned, I do think that's a little bit of it as well, but obviously I think it's a late process thing because it is, it is definitely weird. So we'll keep an eye on that. And he expects to come in and play and we'll see, you know, obviously how that happens because we're looking for that extra guard and we know two spots left that 
Sheridan will have an awesome chance next year along with his classmate, Kennard Davis. So it's something we wanted to talk about that because it is something that caught our eye. Uh, welcome, Sheridan. Love, love to have you. We were confident in getting you in that we did. He announced that of nowhere yesterday, and we're glad that it, it happened on his Instagram live. Go check out our tweet. You can see the picture and everything of how it happened. No, as we mentioned, Trey Miller last week, we obviously just got to talk about him amongst ourselves before they posted the articles that we've gotten from the other guys. And reading up more on on Trey, no, we don't have to spend a whole lot more time on it. They posted the video. We talked about his singing, talked about everything. That I mean, he's he's also a winner. He won a district's championship. No, in high school, he he averaged four steals a game, and there was a stat on here that said he had I think eleven and or season high six in a game for Incarnate Word this past year. So even in high school, and then in Incarnate Word, when he started those twenty eight games, that he was a menace as well. Brian said, "quote We are thrilled to have Trey and his family become a part of our program. Trey is a tough, talented physical guard who can score at all three levels." The impact's winning in so many ways. His work ethic and competitiveness are what stands out as a separator's form. Trey has a very bright future here and is going to be a tremendous representative for this program, end quote. No, we talked about his family's big on Twitter, his dad for sure, and his mom likes a lot of our stuff. So that They're going to be one of those families that are entrenched in this program, and Trey has a good head on his shoulders coming from them and just how we talked in that interview. He's a guy that can definitely be a leader at some point here soon. Uh, and we talk about what his spot could be. We'll talk about that at the end of this, but he has all the makings of being a really good player as time goes on because he's already filled out. Noah, your other thoughts on Trey, anything else you see on here, and then your overall uh, assessment of these three gets here ending in on Trey. Yeah, definitely think um, Trey's going to be really good here. Talking, Hearing from Brian that um, they followed him through high school and were kind of – watching him I wonder what what it was that kept them from maybe potentially offering him or really trying to get him out of high school because he made an impact um, for Cardinal Word right away as a freshman so I um, wonder what he could have done here but yeah love that get and adding these two guys I really like Jared's game coming in be that four man for us in in the valley and can switch out on some perimeter guys and guard one through five then Sheridan the upside with him um, I liked his upside a lot over a lot, a lot, or a lot more than this guy that we missed out or we talked about. You just mentioned that it was either him or probably T. John Brown, who ended up at McNeese State, going to go play for Will Wade um, down there. So um, love these three, three, three first dominoes. We got two more. Excited to see what we do. Yeah, and it's everything we've wanted to this point. Eligibility. A veteran like Jared who has a couple years left, but then you got a true freshman that just played and an incoming freshman. And we weren't sure through this process if we were going to have another classmate for Kennard. We know last year it was just Kate. The year before that, we had three guys. So it's just continuing that pattern now. Uh, that uh, Like I said, it's everything we, we've we wanted to this point and all these guys with eligibility. And Brian was asked also by Mike if he could see us getting another grad transfer too. And he – Walked around it a little bit and ended up saying yes because he does love that. We've, we've seen it every every single year, for the most part, a lot of having one-year guys that come in that aren't already here. We're talking about X and Trent next year, uh, but that'll be the case. Uh, we'll get into a couple other guys here that fit that bill, uh, but Brian did say they'll be looking out for that, and we'll talk, have a discussion at that at the end. So, Noah, you mentioned T. John Brown. He did pick McNeese over everyone else. 
that happened, I think it was like one or noon yesterday. He announced it, and you're right, Will Wade's there. I, I keep forgetting that he's there, and he's bringing a lot of guys, had a lot of good players going there. We know he's a cheater before, so we'll see if he – with N with NLI, you never NIL, you never know how we can get away with stuff. So we'll see how that plays out. They're building a good team. He's a talented kid, but we're fine, just fine with Sheridan. Know this. We'll talk about another. Uh, you can dive into quickly another guy we're in on. Not till next year, but a guy we've talked about is like, why haven't we been totally in on this kid in a long time? And he's racking up the offers. And then we'll get into this weekend. We know it was graduation for. All the players and everybody at SIU will dive in that in a second. But no, I'll talk a little bit about Jack Stanton and what he's been getting recently and why we haven't maybe offered him to this point. Yeah, this is a guy that, going back to last summer, um, visited with his high school teammate. Then he made a he made a visit during the season. Um, I forget which game it was. Um, this is a guy that's really blowing up on the recruiting trail. Um, Bucknell, Dartmouth, Fordham, St. Thomas, a lot of the Ivy League schools. Um, but the big one is Stanford. I mean, this is right up, right up Brian Mullins' alley, a guy that is very smart and comparable to some of the high school guards we've been in on, on the last couple of years and the RJ Taylors or the Brock Hardings, just a guy that can really score. And if you haven't seen this kid play, you need to go watch his tape. He's really good. And I thought we'd be in on this kid and make an offer by now. But at this point, the higher academic schools are already calling. He's not going to pass up going out to an Ivy league or even Stanford. Um, since he takes academics so seriously, but, from the same town as Brian, it's kind of hard to believe they haven't made an official offer. I think it's too late now. You can probably scratch him off our 2024 list. He's the prototype to what they would want, exactly, with the smarts, with the style of play, and in his backyard, little his own backyard. Uh, it is crazy. And it, I, you say you're not sure what game it was. I, I want it because we've always said Bradley because I thought he was at that game. We weren't really – I think he might have posted something, but we were just we – at our seats, we were just looking around and I think we saw him. So And he sat near like behind Bradley's bench kind of in those kind of seats or midcourt. He saw a great game. And if that was him at that one. But it's like, yeah, if you're having him on campus, he's he's done everything, just no official offer because he definitely would have been tweeting about it. We would have seen other things about it. And 2024 is a huge class, as we know. Cole Serta went to Notre Dame recently. We know Jack Dorter, he's still out there. He's high as well. Angelo, don't want to butcher his last name. There's a lot of guys we're in on right now. And Jack definitely is near the top of that. And it is weird how we haven't offered him because he's talented. You're right. Can't turn down Stanford. No matter how the program is, he can get the smarts in there. And he can have an awesome college career. Uh, and you're right. It's too late if we offered him now. I'm not sure how he'd feel. Uh, that is a weird one. wanted to talk about that because he is growing the offers left and right. Now, no, let's talk about the guys we had here this past season. Uh, it was a special weekend, as we know, and uh, a lot of guys came back into town. Noah, of course, the main guys of Marcus and Lance, and uh, just talking about them first, because, no, we saw a couple of days before that when they were here that they were shooting in Banterra Center, and we were able to see that on both their Instagram stories, getting shots up, and it appeared, and Marcus just posted a picture, but Lance, Noah, said that. It's the last time he'll be in there. Now, of course, when they get in this Hall of Fame one day after the playing careers are over, they still have a long ways to go on their whole playing careers. They can get some shots up at some point. It just won't be competitively or even at the speed they did 
end those days, Noah. But it, it, that was sad to see Marcus and Lance in the gym for the final time. And everyone else in this picture, Trent Brown, we know, is returning. And then we see one J.D. Mula. No, I'll let you dive into everything I just talked about there. And then you can dive into something that J.D. got. Looks like he's getting a good opportunity coming out of college here to play at the next level. He's getting a good op. Yeah, it's good to see those guys graduate. Um, even Will Keller, um, he wasn't pictured, but it looks like he was a grad graduate student at SIU. Um, yeah, it's good. It sucks to see Marcus – and Lance back back in that gym one last time, and um, but yeah, JD Mula getting a big opportunity. Um, excited for him to potentially get a pro opportunity with what he's done. He's gotten signed by um, an agency. Really excited for JD. Wonder um, he signed with Flex Basketball Man- Management. Um, so they posted a little bit about JD and saying some of his stats. So excited for JD's opportunity. We like to follow guys. Like we say, we always give updates. We'll try to follow JD the best we can. Yeah. And speaking of that, it just reminded me of Barrett Benson, who's still playing. I, I want to say it's at the end of the season and is whatever. I haven't looked up his stats. No, he's playing well. He starts every game. We like him on occasion playing for his overseas team. So, yeah, J.D. will be included in that for sure one day. And Marcus even tweeted after the fact that Champagne with the uh, with the location thing. So he was headed up there. He'll be getting going for them, obviously, as the summer gets going, now that he's officially graduated. But, it, again, we'll see those guys in the gym one day. They'll both be in the Hall of Fame. And even, uh, again, yeah, seeing J.D. and even a lot of those other guys uh, pictured in that next to Trent who have been huge in the – and the development and just the whole process of Saluki basketball also graduated. And it looks like uh, uh, Cyrus uh, graduated as well. You And Lance is in picture, and you mentioned Will Keller was there as well. So an awesome day for those guys, and they will be uh, forever enshrined one day, a couple of them will, and we thank J.D. for everything he's done here, and um, we'll definitely be seeing what he does in his future. So wanted to add that in there, of course. Now, Noah, we'll talk about these uh, these four portal guy since the last time we talked we'll end with the one we're most interested in uh uh we'll talk about you can talk about a couple Noah, because i don't have in front of me at the moment of where they're coming from talk about these first two guys and then we'll talk about the ones that are most interested noah delani hunt and julian bonds a couple interesting ones coming from certain schools one coming from a place we've never heard of, but we know we've been interested in that country before no let's quickly just dive into those guys like i said and then we'll get into the two we're most interested in after that yeah, Delani Hutt, um, originally from Upper Marlow, Maryland, six foot guard, eleven points per game. Um, from Wagner, um, third team All NEC, started all the games, scoring in double figures sixteen times. Um, not sure how much interest will be in this guy. Adding another point guard yesterday. Um, then the other one, you said Julian Vaughn's originally from Oakland, California. 6'3 guard, 13.6 points per game, 47% from the field, 43% from three, and 80 from the line. Um, he's coming from a college up in Canada. Not sure exactly how his game will translate to this, um, but interesting, interesting to see coming from up, from up in Alberta, um, a college like that. So interesting to follow. It could be a guy at six three, 
that can shoot like that would be a great addition to this this squad. But um, the other the other one, real quick, was D Barnes is the third guy um, coming from Southern Utah, six four, six points a game, fifty percent from the field, forty four from the three, sixth man of the year in the WAC. Originally started his career at Mount St. Mary's, so this is a six year of eligibility. Um, would be that grad transfer that Brian um, was asked about potentially. Yeah, there's over 45 programs that are in on him, according to the Portal Report. And there are some good ones, but people covet that, uh, that you know, six-year guy. They covet that experience, and I'm thinking that's what we're going to look for. I didn't get the chance to watch his tape until today, and he, at the start of the tape, he does everything you expect, like, an experienced guy to do. Like, it wasn't anything that blew you away, and then as you kept watching – He's a really good shooter, and he's really good in transition. He's got some. He caught a lot of alley oops out of the inbounds, below the basket, and stuff too. So, we were talking. We'll get into it at the end about, you know, at that position. It's weird how we how they want to fill. We mentioned Brian said he wants to add someone, and this fits the bill. If, if you win him out of forty five other programs, and that's great. That's why I don't know if we have a great shot form in that uh, respect. Right there, but forty four percent from three. And he'll do a lot of good things, and even six points on a on a heavy Southern Utah team. We know he could come in here and hopefully score a little bit more. So that's one name to keep an eye out for. And then you mentioned the other guys. Yeah, I like Julian Bonds because he's got a lot of eligibility, and he's he's got a lot of decent schools in on him as well. Not as maybe not as good as D Barnes, but does have the size and eligibility and can score. Keep an eye out for him. And then yeah, Delani Hunt. Exactly. We had another guard. We're not in on the the true guards. We have a lot of those to this point. So thinking Delaney Hunt's out of the picture here, but obviously he's a talent. No, let's end with the one on that list that's perfect, and we know him pretty well. Even if it was just one year in the Missouri Valley, no, late last week we found out that one James Graham is in the portal. That happened around I think May first. He entered, and Noah he's obviously in it. And there was an initial tweet we retweeted that five schools are in on him, and one is SIU. Now, we've talked a lot about James since that point, talked a lot about him today and how this team's filling out. We would love a James Graham because he was kind of misused under Dana Ford at Missouri State. In a way, there's a lot of talent on that team. And, no, if he came to a team like this, we're thinking, man, you can thrive with that ability that he's got and, you know, kind of put a pressure off his shoulders, knowing that the talent's always been there for him. If he comes here, he could thrive probably in our system. Most definitely dealt with some injuries over there at Missouri State um, beginning of the season last year. Um, I had him, if you guys remember, preseason last year, I had him on my all-MVC third team coming in the year. I thought it was a guy with a lot of upside. And I think this is a risk worth taking, a guy that hasn't shown a lot of ability yet in, in Division One, but coming originally at Maryland, at, then at Missouri State, I think, I think this could be a – a cash coupette esque kind of guy, just come in there, shoot threes, rarely attack the rim to just get a lot of opportunities from that three spot. Find it um, fit right there next to Jarrett at the four and uh, X and whoever's at the two, six, seven. Like I said, shoot it, shot 42.6% from three last year. I think if you got, got this guy's shots like we did, cash coupette, if he could shoot in that upper 30s. I think he could be a really nice ad, and I think this should be our top target. Yeah, there's no reason to not love James Grant from where he initially came from, all that stuff you mentioned. Yeah, you had him on that. It was rightfully so with that talent coming from where he was. 
And he shows the signs of everything that he's been up to this point, and he can shoot the lights out. And we were talking – we'll talk about it again here. The guys that we'll have bringing in, our starting lineup will can shoot a little bit. It's nothing like that, all depending if like a Trent Brown were to be in there. But if you had a James Graham in there, you really got good size. And James can play like a guard at times. Like I said, misused at Missouri State. If our guys can – Trey and X and those guys can find him, he'll hit a lot of threes and he'll – He'll just play so much better here. We want him so bad. He played in 20 minutes a game in 18 games this season. We know he was hurt at the start of the year and ended up coming on four and two. Yeah, 43% from three is crazy. And it's it's other teams like uh, Milwaukee is home is home city, which could see that coming to fruition. Maybe Bowling Green's in on some guys. UT Arlington's getting a lot of guys. And Montana, so a lot of good schools. And he did follow us back. That's the ultimate indication of interest if he's able to follow fan accounts back. And we're liking our chances there. We really want James Graham. Yes, he is definitely at the top of our list without a doubt. There's a couple guys that we've missed out on, did retweet them. But guys like uh, Shamari Allen, who we ran on for only for a short time, he committed to UCF. Uh, and then DJ Smith, the guy from the from the get-go on our thread, who finally committed to Bowling Green as, as right there that are interested in James Graham. So those are the guys going elsewhere. Now I know around the valley, you can you can breeze through these a little bit. There's one notable one that uh, went somewhere in the league, and then we can touch on a couple other things, and then we'll get into that that last topic of early rotation ideas. What is what's happened around the valley in the last week? Yeah, been a lot of action around the valley. Um, the big one is another in conference transfer is Jackson Edwards, the really talented young freshman from Murray State. Is headed up to play for Roger Powell in Valpo, so returning to his home state. Um, that's a really good get. I like their three additions so far for Roger. UIC added Idaho guard Seth Salee. Um, UIC continues to be in on a lot of transfers, and I like what Yaklich is doing. Um, There's some other Valley stuff. Uh, Pop Weathers transferred to from Bradley to Texas A&M Commerce today, so – that's where he ended up. Um, then, according to Jeff Bidwell, Murray has completed their roster. Um, thinking Rob Perry is probably going to be back. That's the last podcast Jeff had, saying the feeling is that Rob would return. Um, didn't get a combine invite, so not sure. Besides, and didn't see him post anything on, like, um, workouts or anything. So, other than that, I'd say Rob Perry probably back to Murray to really help out that team. Yeah, Jeff Bidwell said, last minute, barring surprise last-minute defections, Murray has completed the roster after they added Alden Applewright out of Memphis, uh, the Memphis, the city. Uh, So that's interesting. We thought they had a lot more to fill, and Jeff does an awesome job on his podcast, so that's interesting. Jackson Everett's going to Valpo is scary for the future, who knows, and UIC does, definitely keeps adding guys. Uh, Quickly, Western Illinois, we saw is moving to the Ohio Valley Conference, a great move for them starting July 1st in basketball. And we know they're going to get through this football season because it's coming up here in coming months. And then after that, they will be leaving football to go to the OVC as well. So that's notable. We we know how they are on the football side as well. And then U, USI is facing SLU in the season opener. We've seen USI get a couple guys in here. We know we play them next year along with SLU. So that's notable. We'll keep an eye out for that one as it gets here. Now, Noah, finally, let's talk about this. The just early rotation ideas. We were talking about it earlier. We, we have an idea for – essentially three starters, and we know a lot of these guys can mix and match. We both have uh, potential lineup things that we like of who could be first off, you know, ones off the bench in general who could start 
you know what, just initial ideas of what that could look like. Like I said, we we know three starters are happening. It's interesting how that third spot will fill out. There's guys on that bench that could easily take that spot. You know, what are you thinking so far? And we'll try to just quickly build something here. Uh, what a lineup and early rotations could be with just two spots left to fill and what they could do with those spots. We talked about that earlier as well. Yeah, definitely think um, three three starters are concrete and Xavier Johnson, Jarrett Hensley, and Ch- Clarence Rupert. I think those three guys. Um, then at the other two spots, at the two and three, I think at the two you could either do – um, what we saw a little bit of last year with Trent Brown, and as his as his sixth as his fifth year here, he could potentially have a break up opportunity and start kind of like what he did last year. But Trey Miller comes in and plays the bulk of the minutes potentially. Um, but I think you could see either of them there. Um, I think Trey would be a great six man, have that scoring off the bench. Um, then the threes up for grabs. Like we said, we just mentioned a guy that would potentially come in and start at the three and James Graham, if they lean that way. Um, but it's going to come down to, I think, A.J. Ferguson, a guy that we has some high upside coming from the D2 ranks last year, didn't get a lot of opportunities we thought he probably deserved. Um, then it's going to be your, your three-star freshman from St. Louis and Kennard Davis right now going into the summer as our roster stands, that would be that battle for that three spot. Um, or I talked about the potential of Jarrett sliding to that three earlier and starting to Troy. Um, that'd be a bigger lineup, help rebounding with two smaller guards like we like to play, an Xavier or either Trey or Trent. Um, then you have a bench full of two bigs and Cade and Scotty, um, Sheridan coming off the bench. So I think they look for a wing here. Maybe it's the six four D Barnes. Maybe it's the six seven. They go for the cashish, cash kind of transfer and James Graham. So I like just the outlook of this roster. It's young. It's full of opportunity, and I think a lot of these guys could be hungry going into next year. For sure, and even X and Clarence building off being starters all season last year, and then Trent. So you do have that experience for sure. We talked about Clarence before being in the tournament. You just know it's there. A lot of these guys experienced a lot. AJ and Cade learned a lot. We talked about AJ should have played a lot last year. And he's he's the difference maker because he could be the reason if they go get somebody else. We've heard a lot of great things from Brian. You've seen something. AJ looks like a freak. And I'm excited for him, honestly. It's just knowing that – not saying they'd settle, just knowing with the unknown potentially that is there. But he's got all the tools. And that'd be interesting. Yeah, I would love to go fill a James Graham. And D Barnes is one of those, again, where you fill the one spot because they do it every year. You don't want to, you know, be in the way of an AJ continue to be in the in the way of him or Kennard. We're thinking Kennard's, yeah, going to come in here. It'd be awesome to see AJ and Kennard flip flop over their roles here at that spot. That'd be amazing because they do the same things well. Sheridan off the bench. You're right on Trey that if Trent does start for sure, that he starts it, gets a little bit going. If he doesn't, he comes out, comes in. Trey who has close to the same amount of you know good defense and that scoring that we do need. Yes, and. It's about like fitting together because X and Trey can start together. X is going to play a lot, barring foul trouble, playing close to 30 minutes a game. And we're thinking Trey can get to 25 or 30. You could say, well, Trey can back up X, but they can definitely play together. A lot of things are Troy's also one of those guys. Again, as you said, he could start at the three. We know Troy's minutes and put in just points and everything in general, his production is going to go up every single year. That always happens. Scotty's going to have a big role on this team. We're hoping K does. 
And so I like how this roster is filling out as well. It's young and with two spots left. No, we talked about J.R. Jacobs. If they wanted to go get a James Graham or go get something, eat one of the scholarships that they're not going to do, they want to fill all of them. They're trying to figure out what they should do with that. Get J.R. Jacobs one because we know that the uh, the difference between a PWO and just a straight walk-on, they can reward guys with scholarships that J.R. be interesting there just to fill a spot because we love our options here, but we definitely don't want to sell ourselves short even. I'm sure the <clears throat> the team doesn't as well. So I love where everything stands with the young, with some of the old, and how things are found out with these three additions. You know, everything's looking awesome as it stands right now, obviously, and hopefully we can get some more pieces here. By the end of the month, we know the deadline to enter the portal uh, with guys on the team is passed, uh, but it's important to know that they're still in on guys. And Noah, I'll let you finish here, your final thoughts, but you can touch on a little bit. Talking about which guys are which out of the portal of certain uh, coach coaching staff members of who's whose guy no, I think we're waiting on uh, the big fish of Jarrett's Howard and who he could bring in. Noah, and again, your final thoughts. Yeah, definitely like these. Like I said earlier, these first three dominoes to add to this team. Um, love the eligibility and the upside of these guys. Um, excited to see where they go from here. Um, whether it's a grad transfer that we don't know about, and maybe that is a Jarrett's guy. Um, but yeah, waiting to see what he can do. But like I said, when we've hired him and a lot of people thinking he's just going to come in here and go get former four-star and five-star guys he had at the other levels, um, I think his biggest um, opportunity is down the road in the next couple classes um, to find better guys. We've already seen an uptick in our recruiting um, since the staff's got here and adding a guy like that, I think, um, his he can help us even better down the road, get an uptick in recruiting and get better guys. Yeah, and we said that once he like it's not late in the process because a lot of players are left, and he has all summer. You know, the season only ended two months ago. That he'd be at the cherry on top for a lot of these guys. That his will come. And again, we use the realistic uh, point of view a lot, and that's what he's doing. And. Uh, even if they can't convince the Langston Wilson kind of thing, there's all different kinds of things that players want that they have to, to, to end up, you know, sucking up and doing. And, but we love our three guys now and guys like Langston will have to just come over time and stuff. So you're right down the road for sure. As long as Jarrett's is here, then he'll be getting guys, but it doesn't have to be this year because we have a lot of good in-house options and have a couple more spots to fill, as we said. So we love having Trey Jarrett's and Sheridan. Join this group next year. Like I said, we'll throughout this whole summer, we'll keep having guys. As soon as we get commitments, we'll come to you guys as soon as we can. And we'll have episodes that talk about a lot of stuff because Brian also touched on he's ready to get all these guys here in June. So as soon as that happens, we'll start seeing workout videos and stuff. We'll be talking all about that as summer goes on. So again, love our three new additions to next year's squad. Looking good, looking young, looking to add more. Hopefully that is soon. So until next time, I'm Nick Malone. No alerts. Go Dogs!